0: Welcome to our 12th episode of Voices in Miami. I'm Olivia Martin Johnson, one of the co-founders and co-hosts of this podcast, and I'm here with Josie Blom, our other co-founder and co-host as well as future change maker. Josie and I are both passionate about giving a space for students to express their concerns, hence our purpose for creating this podcast. In today's episode, we'll be interviewing a future change maker. Go ahead, Josie. <laughs> Hey guys, um, so like Olivia
1: mentioned, this is our 12th episode of Voices Here, um, and I'm so excited to introduce our episode's guest. We meet today, Mateo Wakeman. Mateo is one of Breakthrough Miami's most dedicated volunteers. He focuses his advocacy on educational opportunities with his service teaching under resource middle schoolers in Miami area at Breakthrough. Of, along with other student volunteers from Gulliver, Mateo focuses on teaching and reinforcing breakthroughs, scholars, academic fundamentals, from math to social sciences, as well as well as electives, ranging from chess to personal finance through his students teaching students program. So Mateo, I know I just said a lot of words, but um, why don't you greet our listeners?
2: hi guys um it's an it's really cool to be here uh olivia and josie are awesome people and i really look forward to speaking to you guys today about um kind of like the educational opportunities and the educational endeavors that i've done at breakthrough i've been a volunteer since fourth grade and i've kind of worked my ranks up the organization from kind of a lunchtime server to a full-time full-blown teacher uh i'm here to th- take you answer questions about like kind of the stuff i've learned along the way and well what some of my future college plans are
0: awesome yeah so we'll jump right in um so can you tell us why you started with breakthrough and sort of give us the rundown like what do you do there now what is the teaching opportunities that you have been involved in
2: so yeah absolutely I started at Breakthrough because my friends were volunteering there so uh, I wanted to get some community service hours and I decided like what is what it was the wrong way to approach it but I thought about it like what would be the like the easiest thing to do so I signed up to be a lunch server that my freshman year. Little did I know that I really connected with almost all of the students there. That was something that I really wasn't expecting. I I sat, there are tons of times where I just sat down with them and we conversed about stuff going on in their lives, the latest sports events, whatever it may be. But we really connected on a deeper level and I wanted to become more involved with their like educational process in Breakthrough Miami. So I decided to take on more responsibility I eventually transitioned to being a one-on-one tutor, uh, a TA for a personal finance class. And then I, the kind of the pinnacle of it was, is right now where I'm teaching as well as um, over the summer, I designed and taught and created my entire very first pre-algebra course. So kind of along the way, it's been gradual. uh, That was eight weeks, it was two weeks of training and then six weeks of teaching. Those were some of the best eight weeks of my life. Um, I I remember almost every single day very fondly. I remember the very first day, which was a little bit of a challenge because you're obviously trying to break the ice and you're going through some of the motions that teachers use in high school and you're not really realizing how hard it is to kind of like develop that connection with them. I figured it out kind of as it went along, because it was my first time, but I don't regret anything I did, and I still have, like, some of the bonds with my students, and I still talk with some of my students today.
1: That's adorable. Um, yeah. So I work with <laughs> children, too, and I know how hard it is to, like, make lesson plans for like activities and whatever but I have my kids for like 45 minutes how difficult was it or how challenging was it to like create an entire course for like a class of kids
2: it takes a lot of research you have to pretty much just think about when uh since mine was a math course it was very arithmetic And it was very like, it was very kind of like sequence based. So you have to take the students through every single step of a math problem. So you kind of design your course around every little step. And then you also have the building blocks and how to connect everything. Cause my, what my big philosophy was making class fun as well as like making it educational but also seeing the real world applications of it. So a student kind of wouldn't look at a math problem or a math like sequence and then be like, oh, I'm never gonna use this in real life. So the combination of kind of making it a real world be- making it a real world based problem, as well as like making class one was really like, it was really the key to having designed successfully a like uh, an entire course.
0: Yeah, I think that's really interesting how you were able to. Um, I guess I would, my next question would be, why did you choose pre-algebra? Is that a passion you have separately from education, or
2: that was the one I was assigned. So I okay. that that was the slot that I was given to fill, and I uh, I actually taught the eighth graders there, and they were all just amazing kids. It was it was really exciting to see.
0: And I'm curious as to like is education a certain passion of yours you see it as a global issue or is this just like is it just the cycle of you wanting to stay involved with breakthrough
2: so i think that the global issue isn't really education but equitable educational opportunities and that's something that i've kind of strived to pursue and strive to strive to like close the gap um Ms. G, who was uh, my eighth grade English teacher, she always had a quote above her desk that said, a good teacher can change everything. So I was really inspired by that. And she's the teacher that I kind of like look and can see that has had like the greatest influence on me because she didn't only teach me just like the intricacies of 1984, but she taught me how to think for myself through her various like lesson plans and her various books. And that's something that I wanted to be able to do to the students and ironically like the last day they I kept expressing the quote and I had it above my desk the last day they kind of gave me a picture of the entire class and it said a good quote uh, a good teacher can change everything that was really
0: special that's amazing so
1: we here at Voices are all about like the whole SDG thing And I don't know if you know, but um, I am actually the ambassador for social impact movement for SDG4, which is quality education, right? Um, So I'm like all about educating our public and about equitable education and quality education. Um, You might have mentioned this, but like, how do you see yourself contributing to this whole issue of SDG4? And I say SDG4 because like, I feel like that's what is most yeah. related to what you're working with right so how how have you contributed to the furthering of SDG4 with your work
2: so I over the summer and kind of like over the years I've made a lot of connections uh, both with students with volunteers with teachers whoever they may be kind of just everyone in the organization Uh for the students and the and the volunteers my goal wasn't my goal is obviously to teach but also to kind of like inspire as well and motivate them to like come back to the organization and whatever like means they choose to so i had a lot of students that were very touched by the way like i taught them and the way that i like caused them to think and opened up how opened up like their view of math and how it connected to the world and they said a lot of them said that they wanted to come back and teach their very own course which is very exciting when they're in high school And a lot of volunteers also wanted to come back because they just like had a lot of fun in the class and they wanted to keep like contributing and furthering that kind of, furthering like the spirit of breakthrough as we call it.
0: So with that spirit of breakthrough, um, kind of piggybacking on that comment, I'm wondering now going into college and graduating high school, how are you gonna be able to either continue this passion of trying to provide equitable education or quickly um, with breakthrough, are there, co- are there collegiate breakthrough classes or how are you going to continue this advocacy of yours next year?
2: Absolutely. So I depending on where I go, I have not made a decision yet. And so it's, it's kind of all up in the air still. But depending on where I go, I'm looking for mentorship programs for either high schoolers or uh, middle schoolers. Uh, I know some colleges, like, for example, Princeton has what's called PICS internships, where you kind of do the same thing that you did in Breakthrough. One of their internships is at a place called High Jump Chicago, where you just kind of go, you volunteer, you teach a class as well. So it's kind of stuff like that, as well as, you know, um, like, for example, Notre Dame also has internships where you can go in Indiana and help students that are in the juvenile system uh, learn how to read as well. So, uh, or even at UM, UM has Breakthrough U where the high schoolers, the middle schoolers that we had, that we taught go like, they still need help with their high school work. So the college students from the University of Miami are the teachers and the TAs and the volunteers that kind of help them go through that change. So depending on where you go, um, depending on where I end up, I'll definitely try to find a... Uh, another mentorship style program. Uh, It's unclear as to where that is yet, but I'm just kind of looking forward to it.
1: I'm so so glad that you're like super into this and like wanna continue this. Um, (laughs) I feel like it's a common theme with a lot of our interviewees that they're like now, because I believe most of us have been seniors if not in college, we're like, oh yeah. Like whenever I figure out where I'm going like this is definitely happening again, right? Um, Cute little pivot. Teaching is like a very like in-person type thing, especially math. I know I'm like not a math person. I need someone in front of me to like teach me, right? And be like, uh, no, Josie, th- th- this is wrong. Um, how did that, or how did COVID affect that? Like, were you able to be in an in-person classroom or did you have to do it online? Like what were some of those challenges?
2: Sure. So depending on the year, uh, our freshman year, I'm, I'm assuming we're all seniors here. Yeah. Uh, until, the, kinda, until the pandemic hit, we had to go online. So sophomore year when I was acting as a TA, that was kind of our first trial run at going online. My junior year working as the one-on-one tutor, that was all online. So that, that came with its challenges. But senior year and actually teaching the course, that was all in person, which I was really happy about. Because it's I'm sure, as you guys know, there's a massive difference as to like when you're teaching something online versus in person, especially especially math. So I was really fortunate to be able to have that opportunity to kind of like speak with my students up front. It was a hybrid learning option. So there were some students online, but eventually almost all of them came to kind of like the Gulliver campus or the breakthrough site so that was that it didn't really affect it that much because like the spirit was still there the energy was still there and like the connections were made a lot easier because it's a lot it's a lot more simple and a lot more rewarding if you're like talking to your students face-to-face versus online the kind of the online aspect of it does take away from it a little bit
0: so yeah you talked a lot about um that mentorship idea the idea of having that teacher with you and guiding you not only through math, but like you've been talking about just through education and um, I guess inspiring the students. That's sort of your, one of your passions behind doing this for so long. Um, so I'm wondering, do you think that that mentorship part of your advocacy has been inspired by a mentor of yours that, um, that I guess really inspired you to give the same mentorship to other students or one that you wish you had at a difficult time? Like why is that mentorship part so adamant in your advocacy?
2: Definitely. So Miss G, Mrs. Gonzalez, the English teacher, she was big on paying it forward and service as well as kind of as well as inspiring others. So she's kind of the reason why I signed up for Breakthrough in the first place. Uh, Obviously, the friend component had something to do with it. But I got the idea straight from her because she she knew that I was a very personable person. And I, I was someone that could help others and had like that had that uplifting attitude. So she kind of like pushed me as well as like my friends to just kind of go and try it. And once I tried it, I fell in love with it and I like stuck with it. And that's something that,
0: it's one of the best decisions I've ever made. That's, I mean, like
1: like I've had, like Olivia's had, like some people that are here with me today, um, Teachers are like a very important aspect of our lives. Like we, I'm, I'm sure that people can like see on social media, see in the news sometime. Oh my God, that bad teacher. Like there was even that movie with, with uh, Cameron Diaz, right? Like bad teacher. Like we don't really realize how much of an impact teachers have on our lives. Like we're at school like six, seven hours a day, five days a week, like 180 days a year, right? And then even with you at Breakthrough, then you're like working through the summer too and you're like one-on-one with students sometimes, Right. So I'm very glad that like you had a teacher who was like, listen, like such a big impact on you that you now have an impact on other kids. Taking that, we're going to go into my favorite question of all, right? And for all you listeners, you'll know what this question is, right? So I need you to imagine your home, right? And the person who lives across the street from you, her name is Jane. Jane's like in second grade or something, right? How would you tell, her name's Little Jane, by the way. How would you tell Jane that she can either work with Breakthrough or be an advocate for quality education? Or like, how would you just tell Jane how she can help with this issue?
2: That's a great question. Um, You can't really... The interesting kind of aspect of that is you can't really expect her to understand because since like she's in second grade, she's gonna be very naive to things that, you know, like we find as like common sense, but she might not. Um, What I would do is kind of like, I would definitely play like the intro orientation breakthrough video that I was shown and kind of like the effects and the impacts that it's had. I don't know necessarily if she would be very responsive to it, but in terms of like, in terms of making it, mine would just be like about making connections. Like that's, that would kind of be my whole, my whole speech. Uh, It would just be like, it would just be like, this is a great place where you find fantastic people that are going to stay with you for hopefully the rest of your life. You're going to have wonderful friends. You're going to have uh, wonderful like teachers and mentors that are going to help you. I would like ask to like compare what her like situation like I would draw comparisons between what she experiences in school and then what she could like go through at Breakthrough. So it would all just be about like giving her the opportunity and giving her the different options that Breakthrough offers.
0: Talking a little bit more about Breakthrough just before we wrap it up, Um, I'm really curious to hear about the range of courses you taught, because I know you said you're assigned to math, but um, in our introduction, you specified ranging from chess to personal finance and also social sciences. So did you choose to teach these courses? Were they all assigned to you? Which ones did you enjoy? Just like why the range? Why the big range? Why not like a specific topic?
2: Okay, so they, I, I taught a lot. I taught a lot of courses. Um, I was a TA in personal finance courses. I taught my very own math course. I helped in some social science courses that focused on like world history. Um, I did chess, personal finance. I did, uh, I also helped out with the biology elective as well. We like covered ecosystems. We, I covered debate with Mr. Max Kovitz. Uh, he, was, uh, he was kind of the head teacher at that time. And so I, I, I kind of dabbled a little bit in everything because um, there's not really one subject that I'm, like, particularly drawn to yet. So my whole, my whole, like, idea is to kind of, like, immerse myself and try to uh, immerse myself in different subjects and just try to see what I like. And, you know, there were some, like, I found that I loved math and I found found that I love finance kind of, like, over, like, I had a fondness for them over everything else. So, Uh, my whole thing was just like trying new stuff and trying to connect with as many different people as possible because there were kids that I met in the finance elective that I would not have met in the biology elective because their interests are like entirely totally different so it was just about meeting more people but as well just trying to have fun and explore
1: and I think like that advice could kind of carry over for everyone right like just meet people, make connections, find what you like, you know, dabble in some things and eventually see, see see what fits you, right? Um so our time together has now passed, right? Unfortunately. Um Mateo, is there anything that you'd like to tell our viewers, any piece of advice, any way to contact you if they have any like questions, if they want to like get involved and break breakthrough, like g- give give us all those like Instagram handles and stuff.
2: Absolutely. Uh, my Instagram is Mateo underscore Wakeman. My email is Mateo Wakeman at Outlook.com. Feel free to contact me if you have any questions about uh, breakthrough, kind of the stuff that like what it's like, kind of the vibe and like everything else that's going on. Um, I would also tell you guys, don't be afraid to take risks. If you see something like uh, I've seen it with these students countless numbers of times, Uh, they take a class that they're not sure of, and they end up falling in love with it. So I would just urge you guys not to take risks, because that could be like your next ultimate passion, who knows? And maybe it's not, but at least you'll, you can say that you'll have tried it. And yeah, just don't be afraid to take risks. You have all of my contact information, and I'm happy to answer any questions that you guys might have. Thank you guys for having me.
0: No, thank you so much. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Go ahead, Josie no
1: just just thank you so much this has been so enjoyable I know it's a a little bit of an odd situation today um but yeah no I've had so much fun um
0: Olivia any clothes before I love that ending like sort of inspiring ending of try anything that comes your way I completely agree you don't know if you like or not like if you like or dislike something until you try it and I think that's a really important message for all of our listeners, and just for everyone in general, to really find what they're interested in and make sure that what you do is something enjoyable. Yeah. So, thank you for everything, Mateo, for today. Bye, Mateo. Bye, thank you.